Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi, guys. Welcome to another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays. Uh, So good of you to join us again. This is episode six. We have done probably five more than I thought we would do. Um, So I'm I'm thrilled we've got to episode six. Uh, It's been such a joy to speak to so many of you guys and hearing your story. So please keep getting in touch with me. I'm going to say this is probably my last one of recording before Christmas. I've got a whole load of people who have contacted me. Uh, So we've got a nice long list uh, going into the new year. But if you haven't dropped me a line yet, please do so. Remember, all the contact details are at the end of the pod uh, as Tim Langton reads all those out again for us. But tonight, I'm thrilled to have a guy who has contacted me um, and and many others in the Facebook group over many months now, uh, but not had the joy of actually speaking to. And it's our first dip north of the border. Uh, So a very warm welcome to Red, White and Blue Jays to Ross. Ross, how are you doing, sir? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, I'm I'm hoping that uh, we're not going to need any translation. Just going to say that. <laughs> Forgive me if I if I mishear you or <laughs> don't quite get <laughs> your accent, but it's uh, it's brilliant to have somebody from Scotland uh, with us. We've got a, a lot. There's loads of Jays fans in Scotland, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot, and um, there's a few guys in the, the team I play for as well. Um, so yeah, us up here. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well. Just as a way of sort of introduction, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are in Scotland, what you do for life, and, and what's going on in your world at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm Ross. I'm uh, from Dundee in Scotland, the East Coast, um, from Arbroath originally. Um, Dundee's just you know, 15, 20 minutes down the road um, from my hometown. Um, so I've been here for 10, 15 years now. Um, married just in August there. Um, got a daughter, Summer, uh, who's hopefully still asleep. Um, she's two. Great. Uh, yeah, I work uh, for the local council, asset manager for the council for um, the parking uh, side of things. So uh, maintaining car parks and that kind of jazz. It's anything from um, ordering tickets to security to ordering toilet paper, all that kind of stuff and everything in between. Um, so yeah, uh, just started that role uh, in August, um, just after I got married. So it's nice, yeah. Excellent. And you mentioned you you play for a team. So who do you play for? I play for the Tapor Breakers um, in the Scottish week. I played for Aberdeen um, before that for four years. Um, and then once we had the daughter, didn't really play too much that season. Played the first few games and then when summer came along, it's an all-day event being away at a game. So it was a bit unfair to all-day Sunday being away. Um, you know, even up in Aberdeen, it's an hour drive, hour and a half drive and you're there two, three hours for a game, a couple hours after the game. It's not really fair to the family. So uh, I got an opportunity um, from a guy from he's from the States, um, but he's playing in Glasgow before. Um, he gave me a shout and said, you know, I'm hoping to start a team near you. Would you be interested? So, yeah, it's just over the bridge for me. It's 10 minutes in the car and I'm there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and what's your position? Uh, shortstop. Very short. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Fit and healthy young man like you. Bound to be well, short. Stuff, I don't know if it's been healthy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I feel uh, like more Sunday nights have an ice bath and I'm getting a bit on, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so is that a position you've always played? Uh, or is that something yeah, you've yeah, I've always played short for Aberdeen. Um short and second base, but depending on whether the team needs or I'll play outfield if the team needs that as well, just whatever, but mainly infield, yeah. Uh, and where are you in the batting order? Uh fourth. Fourth, fourth. usually fourth. Okay. Fourth Very good. Yeah, well, well done, sir. Well, so obviously massive fan of baseball generally. Yeah. But let's just sort of tune into your Blue Jays story. I'd love to know how did that passion kick off? Because as we were saying just before we started recording, you're one of the guys uh, that I'm aware of that has probably some of the uh, most merch on the page. So I'm, I'd love to talk a little bit about that, but just tell us about your, your, your Jay's story and how you came to follow them. Well, my mum's side of the family, um, they're from Toronto, just outside Toronto, Pickering and, and Oshawa. Um, so to visit them, I think I was about, I think I was nine. It was 93 anyway, I know that. Um, we went to Sky Dome, uh, as it was then. Um, we went out for dinner with my, my aunts and uncles and they had tickets to the Jays and the White Sox in the playoffs. Um, they were playing in Chicago, but we went into the Sky Dome. It was on the Jumbotron. Uh, so like, even now, like, we couldn't believe that the place was packed out to watch a game on a massive TV and the team's playing hundreds of miles away. Uh, but because it was a playoffs, obviously it was a great atmosphere. Um, yeah. So that was, that was my first ever game. Uh, it was on the Jumbotron in, uh, in Sky Dome. 93 playoffs so that was pretty cool um so how old were you then i was nine nine, nine. oh you said that yeah. nine so yeah it probably probably died off a little bit my interest not in not the interest died off but come back home there's not too much um publicity and stuff apart from my aunt sending over posters and, and mm. flyers and stuff from the jays um you know you weren't going to get too much stuff around about here um in the uk and tv and, and newspapers and stuff like that. there's not too much going on it's a lot better now, obviously, but at that time it wasn't anything. Yeah, um, it's probably probably two thousands. Kind of got back into it. when I got a bit older myself. I was able to kind of source the stuff myself. And the days of Vernon Wells and Alex Rios and all them guys. Yeah, that was the team that I probably fell in love with again a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been out to see them again since those early oh, yeah. days? Yeah. Um, that was the first time I went. Since then, I've seen them. I don't know how many times I've seen the Roger Center, upwards of 15, 20 at least. Um, seen them at Tropicana, at Fenway, um, where else? Spring training. Um, got to go with my dad uh, two years ago, just before we had my daughter. Um, my mum booked me and my dad uh, spring training for our Christmas. Wow. Uh, we had a week, just me and my dad. Um, we had six games in seven days. Yeah, but that was awesome. Four, four or five Jays games and a couple of games it was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spring training is something I've always fancied uh, having a go at. Um, uh, just give us a flavour of, of what a spring training week looks like. In because, from what I understand, you know, in terms of being sort of close up and personal to the, the field and the players and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we got we also flew Orlando drive over our coast. Um, the hotels are super cheap around there too, so it's nice and easy. The weather's a lot better. You get your shorts on every day. Um, get into the games. It's obviously smaller stadiums, um, so it's a bit more intimate. Um, but before the games, you can speak to players. You can chat to players. 
they might not always sign for you before a game because you know they're getting they're getting ready to play, they're ready to get business done. So, um, but again, after the games, chatting away, you know, speaking away to you. If they don't have time, I noticed a few of them would say, "I may get a shower, catch me at the gate, the parking gate. I'll speak to you then, um, sign something for you then." Every single game we went to, like I said, two or three, three or four J games, um, Phillies. Um, every every stadium we went to was exactly the same. I spoke to the guys from the Pirates or exactly the same. Really wants to chat to you and, and um, speak to you and, and mm-hmm. sign stuff. And yeah, if they can't do it right away, they'll they'll tell you come back after the game or come in the park a lot after the game. We'll, we'll chat there. Yeah, amazing, really nice. Yeah. Uh, and what what's your favourite? Uh, piece of merch that you've had signed by somebody or you know what was the the, the one aut- autograph that you uh, I, I really want that one in in person probably Batista Batista signed a scorecard for me at uh, Baltimore we saw him in Baltimore um, a few years ago now so yeah that, before the game kind of full scrum I was like I'm going to go down and see see what happens um, bought, a, bought a, a program before the game started and took a pen down with hope for the best probably won't get anything hope for the best and uh, yeah, got got Batista at Simon Scorecard, so that's pretty cool. Um, that same game actually, uh, a fly ball pops up. Um, we're just behind the Jays dugout um, on the third baseline, maybe about twenty rows back. Uh, fly ball comes up. It's uh, Przingis that hit it. Uh, not Przingis, sorry, yeah, Brzezinski. And for the Orioles. <clears throat> my mum grabs the ball. The ball goes to her feet. My mum grabs it. This little kid guy tries to grab it too. Uh, and everybody's like, boo, boo, give the kid the ball. <laughs> mum's like, we're not from here. We don't get to do this all the time. And the little kid's mum's like, don't worry about it. He's got about 20 balls at home. It's fine. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, and after that, I got, uh, got JPR and CB to sign that after the game. So that was pretty cool too. I spoke to him. Um, That's nice. That's pretty nice. He, died. he had a... Grand Slam that night too. His first career Grand Slam, so that's pretty cool. Ah, cool. And you say you've, you've seen them at play at Fenway and where was the other place? Fenway, Tropicana, uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think probably 20-odd games at Rogers. That's amazing. So when, when you did the other ballparks, uh, was that like on a road trip or was it just... Was yeah. It- um, so... The, the game in Tropicana were down in Orlando just to, for Disney and all that kind of jazz. Um, luckily, the Jays were in town, so I said to mum, we need, we need to go out to Tropicana and see a game. So luckily, my, my parents are in baseball too. Um, they've been to a few more stadiums than I have. Um, they've been to the West Coast, a few games over there, the Dodgers and stuff like that, uh, Padres. Um, luckily enough, yeah, we've, we've had a few trips uh, in the last two years. We've We've got family like all of the East Coast, so mm. if we know we're going to be there, we'll kind of look and see what schedules are like and see what games you can see. So we got to uh, Cincinnati, Wrigley. Um, we got family in Washington. Got to see uh, uh, DC. Seen uh, seen Bryce Harper hit three home runs in a game. That was wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a monster, absolute monster. Yes. Um, got to Shea before that was called Old Shea Stadium. Before that, got knocked down. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think where else I've been so many just yeah. lucky that you know we've got family super cheap for us to just fly over stay with the family for, for a week or two and hire a car yeah about uh, it's not easy for people to pay for hotels and stuff like that but we're always we've always been really lucky to just go and see the family and get a few games while we're at it so 
in terms of the 30 MLB parks, how, how many do you think you've ticked off? Uh, 17, right? 17. That's brilliant, isn't it? Over over half. Yeah. Um, Not bad for a guy from Scotland, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter where you're from. You know, yeah. we, we love Scotland. Um, but, I, I mean, but, it's a lot easier to get them if you're in the States. So. Yeah. 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 It's a good talking point, I guess. But yeah, I, we, we've done a few of the, the ballparks at sort of northeast uh, corner of the States. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, We're the same pretty much. East Coast, yeah. yeah. Relatively easy to get to, aren't they? But um, yeah. There's so many all quite close to each other as well, so you, you can get a couple of five and you get the next stadium, you know. Mm, very much so. So t- just tell me a little bit then about your your collection that you have. For those listening in, I can see behind uh, Ross, he's got certainly two Jays jersey and uh, hanging up behind him. Um, go on, just t- tell us what you've got hidden away off camera that we can't see. The two Jays jerseys there, I got them both done at spring training, um, two the long and Hope for the best, got five or six signatures in each. Um, I've got the last ever Canadian flag that was flown at Shea Stadium before it was knocked down. Wow, how did you get that? Uh, on an auction, years and years and years ago. Okay. Uh, I can't remember, it was $100 or something. Probably nobody really wanted the Canadian flag from there, but I was like, I'll take that, yeah. Yeah. Um, for baseball bats, I've got um, Vlad. Uh, I've got a game-used uh, Goriel. I've got a, a stat bat from uh, Joe Carter's Touch Em All. It's signed by Joe Carter and Mitch Williams, the pitcher that, that threw the pitch. He's inscribed it. I wish I could take that one back. Ah. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's a bit different. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the Big Hurt, got his bat. Um, loads and loads of balls. Loads of balls. And all the balls signed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly Jays, um, but the odd player that Guys, I just like to watch anyway. Sure. Uh, and same with the bats. It's mostly Jays, but a yeah. few players are like anyway. Um, was in Glacius, um, yep. shortstop, uh, outstanding defensive player. Um, his bat. Um, he actually, I, I think I, I posted on Instagram and, uh, you know, was in Glacius. And sure enough, he, he commented and said, oh, nice bat. That's pretty cool. It was a game used bat from his time at um, Detroit. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, a few players at like George Cortress. I think he played like ten games for the Jays. Um, game used back from him, Travis Snyder. Uh, I liked him. Love Travis Snyder. Don't know why. Just always liked him as as a Jay. He wasn't the best player, but just loved him. Great player. Uh, just the kind of grinder that that toughed out a little bit. Uh, game used back from him, Ed Sprague from years and years ago. Again, game used back. Um, who else? I was trying to think. Who else? Oh, I've got. Uh, Paul Molitor bat as well, signed bat. Wow. Uh, again, that era, like a lot of them, them balls are signed too. I've got a lot of their balls. Um, all the big name players from back in the day, Olimar, Joe Carter, Allrood. Um, on, the, one, the one I really want, I really want to get a, a Doc Halliday one. Yeah. But it's, they do come up, but you're talking, yeah, six, seven hundred dollars for a ball. And yeah, that's a bit much for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, six balls for that instead, you know. Uh, exactly. Uh, so yeah. what's been your methodology of collecting then? Is, is, are these some that you've collected yourself? Are these others that you've bought online? How, how well, do you... I've got, like, on VK, I've got on holiday um, at different sports memorabilia stores. Some I've got in person, um, like my jerseys. Um, i got a kind of connection with a guy who's uh, family friends with uh, the Guriel family. 
Oh wow! Um, okay. Gives you about the 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 bar. I've got uh, Guriel's signed game use cleat as well. <laughs> um, yeah, just that stuff like that. Um, again, just through, through Facebook site, really. Um, lockdown was the one that did it. You know, sitting at home at night, and I came before it was just all looking on eBay and things like that. Um, and then I came across all these different sites, uh, different pages on Facebook. Sorry, um, signed bats, signed memorabilia, signed balls, all that kind of stuff, and got to speak to a few guys and, you know, sh- swapping pictures and, and uh, you know, seeing their collections and seeing mine and kind of kind of good, good uh, rapport with them. Um, luckily, I had family in Washington at the time, so I'd, I'd buy a bunch of balls or bats or whatever it is, get it sent to my family in D.C. They'd wait till I had a kind of a big enough package and then ship all back to me for, for a lot cheaper, you know, because some of the prices... I bought um recently. I got a so another another thing I've started collecting is is balls on uh, my daughter's birthday. So it has to be a ball game used on her birthday that year. Uh, so so far I've got the two. Um, the the first one uh, is Jay's game. The second one the Jays were in uh, were playing the Mets. Um, so <clears throat> I got a shout. Got a, in contact with the Mets um, memorabilia store at the stadium. Spoke to them. Got the ball. The ball's like I don't know, eighty dollars. Not too bad. Um, but the the shipping, the guys like yeah, our, our standard shipping's like two hundred dollars for a ball. I think I was like, come on, you're killing me. Like the ball's not even worth that. He's like, yeah, I know it's just prices. So luckily, yeah, instead of paying two hundred dollars for shipping, I was like, we'll just send it to my family in DC. Ten dollars ship. There you go. It's like that's far too much to pay for a ball to get shipped over. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, luckily enough. Um, unfortunately, they just moved back to the uh, back to Europe now, so I'm kind of stuck. I have to get shipped somewhere else and family somewhere else in the states in Canada. I'll work. Don't worry, I'll work it out. I'm sure you will. Yeah. And is this all on display? Or have you got a room completely? Yeah, it's, out? All, it's all it's all in the man cave. Yeah, uh, it's all in my room in the man cave. Um, That's fantastic. Like all the jerseys, a few soccer jerseys, um, and all the bobbleheads and, and balls and stuff like that. I'll have to give a shout out to Pav Gosal from. You know, yep. from we know that so, well. Yeah, I think he bankrupted me with uh, with bobbleheads because every every other week he's like, I've got this bobblehead. I'm, like, ah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I paid for his extension, a new bathroom. You know, I paid for all that for him. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. Though. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. He's a great. I want to get him on here. He hasn't responded to me yet, so I need to uh, to to get on. But mind you, he's just got married as he's well. He's too so. busy shipping bobbleheads. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. So Ross, uh, I I remember a little while ago you posting a book, I think, uh, on your Facebook page that was signed by a particularly well-known commentator. Just tell us about about that story. The great Jerry Howarth. Yeah, who was the radio broadcaster for the Jays. So obviously, being in the UK, when games are starting at midnight, you can't always watch every game. So. I would put the radio broadcast on on, on uh, the MLB app and I would fall asleep listening to Jerry Howarth talking to the Jays games. He had the, the most amazing voice. It, it was like talking to your friend. Um, so I really, his, his, his phrase uh, was, um, oh man, what was his phrase? There Hello she goes. Uh, there she goes. You, you used to always start, Hello friends. That was his, that was his, um, is starving. And I, I really wanted because I collect balls, I wanted a Jerry Howarth signed ball, hello friends, if possible. 
how am I going to find this? So I'm looking about online, couldn't find any Jared Howe sound balls. <clears throat> I'm like, I wonder if he's on Facebook. He's probably not. And I looked, and he was. And I sent a message to him. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always super polite. If I'm speaking to a player, you know, football players, baseball, whoever, years ago, my dad always said, if you're going to ask someone for a autograph, you say, Mr. So-and-so, can I please autograph? You don't know them as... Jimmy or Bobby or whatever, you know them as Mr. So-and-so, and that's what you call them. So I messaged uh, Jerry Howarth, Mr. Howarth, you know, listen to you from Scotland. I love loved hearing your radio broadcast. Um, if it's possible, could I buy a ball and uh, send over to you? Um, I'll send money for postage. If you want to send it to my family in Canada, they can chip over here if that's easier for you. Whatever would work. But if you can't do it, I completely understand because it's, you know, I don't want to bug you. Um, I never thought I'd get a reply. And two or three days later, he messages back to say, Ross, it's an honour that you, you've listened to me. Um, how about don't send the ball? How about I'll send you a signed copy of my book? So he, he sent me his book uh, to Ross. Um, you know, thanks for listening in Scotland. Uh, or the, the biggest Blue Jay fan in Scotland, uh, Jerry Howarth. Yeah. Beautiful. What a guy. What a That's guy. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. You know, I just, you know, shoot your shot, see what happens. But I thought I'll just chance it. He's not going to reply to some guy in Scotland. He's and the thing is, I don't want, I don't like bugging people too for stuff like that because I always, I always make sure I'm, you know, if you can't do it, please don't think it's a big deal. It's no problem at all. I completely understand if you can't do it because you do it for me, you got to do it for the next twenty guys that do the same thing. Um, so I'm, I'm always wary of, again, telling people a message. The message on Facebook because yeah. I don't want him getting bugged with loads of people as well. You know, that's not fair. Um, but yeah, super nice guy. And yeah, so unbelievable to get the book signed and, and sent from it. It was super nice one. Yeah. I mean, he is, he, as you say, he, well, he said, I, I say as if I know him, but, you know, certainly comes across as a, as a really genuinely gentleman. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but professional to to the yeah. T in terms of what what he was doing. There is a there's a friend of mine, um, Spencer, who um, I've got lined up to do one of the pods uh, in the new year. Who's from Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, Jerry Howarth was his basketball coach okay, uh, right. of, his, of his team, and and he equally talks about you know how amazing Jerry is, you know, as he was as a coach, and and his demeanor was exactly the same as he came across on the radio. Um, yep. just, just super nice guy. And, and, uh, yeah, what, what a bit of memorabilia to have in the, um, in the lock, in the locker room for you. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Amazing story. The podcast home of Blue Jays fans, UK. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays. Tell me about any sort of significant games that you've been to or games that sort of, um, last in your memory. I mean, the, the biggest one for me is probably a game that I wasn't even at. It was uh, Batista's home run against Texas. Yeah, in the playoffs that whole week, I was I was so tired because every game I don't <laughs> think any game I don't think any game started before midnight. Maybe one. I I, I can't really remember, but all of them were late. I remember midweek. It was like three, four games that that whole week during the week. And they were all going to like three, four in the morning. And that that one against Texas, the fans after the after Martin throws the ball out, it hits. Is it Shin Shu Chu's bat? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's his bat. 
They score a run. The fans are going crazy. Start throwing rubbish on the field. Guys, I just want to go to bed. Hurry up, come on. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this delay anymore. Luckily, I stuck out. That's probably the biggest one. I, I was desperate to go to bed. And then when you hit that home run, we win it. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. Yeah, that was... It was it was a momentous moment. Um, on our first pod we did with with Meg, where she was at that game, yeah, and we and we were talking it through, and uh, yeah, I, like you, middle of the night, and uh, yeah, just that overriding sickness I had in my stomach when when Russell Martin threw the ball back, and then the, the run came in, and was it a run? Was it not a run? And I just think, I think yeah, we can't lose on that moment. That that can't be it. Um, if you get beat because of the better team. That's great. I, I can I can always handle that. But to get beat on a play like that with a yeah, that that home run that's that's like my year as Joe Carter touch them all. You know, that's the one I remember the most. You know, that probably the most memorable game. Um, Any anything you've actually been at that yourself that you think that was a brilliant game to be watching them um, where they performed particularly well. Or there's so many games that Rogers have been at. They, they hammered the Yankees fifteen two. Um, that's all right. I've seen, see, yeah, seen them beat the Red Sox by a good score. Um, try, I, I, I got to actually meet uh, Devin Travis and Kevin Potter in Boston before a game. That was pretty cool. That kind of it was. We, we flew in the night before. We're there for just a day because we're going up to Syracuse to a wedding in New York. So we're there for a day. Me and my mum, my dad didn't know we'd book the flight. We, he knew we were going. But he thinks we're going to be flying up up north somewhere. I'm like, Mom, Mom, we're going to Boston. The Jays are in Boston. We're going to Boston first. So okay, we'll, we're not telling Dad. We'll just fly to Boston. We'll say it's the only flight we can get. So we flew to Boston. We stayed there overnight. Um, so we're there for two nights. We get in like super late. The next day we get a bus tour, go around the city on the on the tour bus, and I'm looking at the window. I'm like, I'm sure that's Devin Travis and Kevin Barr. Like, nah, it can't be. It can't. Be. I'm, I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Mom's like, well, let's go off the bus. I'm like, yeah, definitely. And we're not really going to go off the bus at that point. My dad's thinking, come on, this better be these guys. I'm not getting off a bus to see two regular Joes sitting on a coffee at some shop. I said, like, no, I'm sure it's them. So sure enough, we go off and walk along. It's them. They're having breakfast uh, just along from the team hotel in, in Boston. Got to speak to them for probably about 10, 15 minutes. Super nice, both of them. Couldn't believe, you know, we're from Scotland, they're from the UK, and we're, we're here to see the Jays. Uh, like Devin Travis, especially, is like, you don't have baseball fans in the UK. I was like, oh, dude, it's crazy. There's there's a huge fan base in the UK. Uh, you couldn't believe we had a leak, you know. I was like, that's it's big. He's like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I spoke to them for a little bit. Uh, and then got got to go to the game at night. Um, luckily enough, not a game involving the Jays, but luckily enough, we were at uh, Jeter's last game in Boston. Um, we we got tickets for uh, my dad's sixtieth as a surprise for him. We don't. That was the first game we went to family. He'd always want to go to family, mm. and we figured that's you know that and regularly the two kind of holy grails you want to go and see, right? Yeah. So we got tickets for family months and months and months in advance. It so happens to turn out it's it's Jeter's last ever game at, um, at family, and his last game was like two days after that. That was the it was the last away game. Yeah, the I think they played Baltimore just two days later, and that was him done after that. So, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I can't think of anything like any games that really stand out like a, this game on this date. Um, but yeah, those two probably. Yeah, the the big ones. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Brilliant, brilliant stuff. If you've got a story to tell, send us an email, bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. Now, back to Red, White, and Blue Jays. Just tell me how you connected then. In, to, I mean, obviously, you know a number of the guys, particularly in the Blue Jays Fans UK Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you find us initially? And what was your story of connecting with a few Jays fans around the UK? Uh, just on Facebook, yeah. Just just kind of, it's probably one of them su- suggested for you or something like that popped up. Um, I can't remember if maybe someone recommended it to me. Um that I maybe spoke to on a on a in fact, you know what, it might have been yourself actually. You might have posted <laughs> it on a on a on just a UK, like a general um Jay's fan page and said, you know, we've got a UK page. Um could have been me. I also listened to a podcast and they mentioned the UK thing. So maybe, I can't really it was a long time ago now, I can't remember, but I'm sure you possibly posted on a on a kind of general Jay's fans page, joined where yeah, joined on that way and Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like probably Pav's the guy I've spoken to most. Um, just through, <clears throat> excuse me, just through um, buying bobbleheads and, and whatnot of them. But yeah. You, you said you had some Jays fans in your baseball team? Yeah, yeah. A couple of guys. A um, couple of guys in my team. Um, Greg. Greg's a big Jays guy. He watches every game too. Um, we've got a couple from Canada as well that play in our team. Uh, Marina. And so I better share them just in case they're, they're watching. Well, there's certainly um, a lot of fans in the uh, um, yep. in Scotland that um, follow Jays. A couple of years ago, I did a little map of trying to identify where everybody was, and um, yeah. I mean, I mean, right across the UK, Wales, you know, England, Northern Ireland, yeah. uh, and Scotland, uh, we, we've just got Jays fans everywhere. And I think certainly at the London series games, I think beyond the Red Sox and the, the Yankees back in 2019 the Jays were probably the best supported yeah. team outside yeah. of those two uh which is really exciting yeah for being a kind of small market team i know they're the only team in canada but they're they are a pretty small market team <clears throat> everybody knows the yankees and the red sox like if you're not a baseball guy you still know who the yankees and the red sox are and the dodgers probably you don't know too much about the jays or you know smaller teams anyway um but yeah it's it's just great to see baseball in general. Totally. Got a fan base in the UK, you know. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays, the podcast of Blue Jays Fans UK. Okay, let's um let's have a little chat back last year then. Um 2021 season. Uh give us your sort of take on how you thought things went. I thought it went pretty well, to be honest with you. Um I don't think we're really Last year was a bonus, <clears throat> excuse me, um, of how well we did. I don't think the team was really ready to get to the playoffs and compete properly. Um, I think it's probably a bit too soon. Um, just for the age of the guys we've got, like our big, our our big young guys, they've not really played a lot together in the big leagues. Um, you know, kind of Vlad, um, Bo, um, <clears throat> Bijou, even uh, Guriel as well. They're they're all pretty young. Around about the same age, um, they don't have that, that that experience to get you over the playoffs yet. Um, I think it just came a bit too soon. It was a, a bonus to get to do as, as well as did last year. I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and I think yeah, you're absolutely right that it. Um, I think the way they performed uh, generally through the season uh, was probably above the level that I expected them to be performing at. Uh, I I thought you know. The, the, the 2020 season was such a weird 60 game thing wasn't it that 
you couldn't really get a feel for how things were going. But, you know, particularly watching Vlad, not, not so much in his offence because we knew that was there and that was going to kick in at some point. But I think defensively, he played well, so well at first base. I was really impressed with yeah. him. You got guys like Simeon too. Like, who's expecting Simeon to play like that last year? Yeah, totally. Nobody is. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a welcome bonus, but no one's expecting um, Robbie Ray pitching. No exactly. one's expecting that kind of pitcher from last year. We picked up a flyer thinking, well, maybe Pete Walker can do something with him and, and see what happens. And he ends up winning the Cy Young. That's, Absolutely. That wasn't expected either, you know. Uh, it's a shame we can't have him back, but hey, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about, you know, what's happened over the, uh, the last seven days. It's been quite a... Uh, Traumatic in one sense, but exciting yeah. in other sense. Yeah. Uh, free yeah. agency market. Um, how, how do you feel now that obviously we've we Stephen Matz, um, Robbie Ray, and Marcus Simeon have all gone? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I wasn't super excited about Matz anyway. I thought he was good. I don't think he was lights out. He's he's not maybe not a pitcher that really excited me. Or I thought we're going to win when he's on the mound today. Mm. Don't get wrong, I don't think he was bad at all. I just there's probably other pitchers around about there that, that you could pick up to replace him, I think. Middle rotation kind of guy. <clears throat> um Gosman replaces Robbie Ray for me. Yeah. Uh stat wise, pretty much on par, really. Yep. A little bit cheaper. Um and I, Robbie Ray was great last year, but what's to say he's gonna do that again this year? Yeah. There's no there's no guarantee that Gosman will either, obviously. Um but Looking at both their stats last year, they pretty much match up. Um, so that he kind of replaces him a little bit. Um, I would have liked to see another infielder coming in before the lockdown. I would have liked to have got one, but you never know. We'll see what happens. But I would have liked one come in. Um, just so you know who you've got, your set. Do you know that after lockdown, everybody's going to be going and going, everybody's going to be in the market looking for something, whereas I would have liked to have it done and dusted, you know, that you might pick up two or three players here or there, but our main business is done, you know, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the sort of second base, third base positions are the ones that are slight question marks. Biggio, like, what happened to him last year? The year before, in, in the kind of lockdown season, he was probably our best player. Um I think last year fell off. I know he had a few injuries, but fell off a little bit last year. If he comes back, then he he's in the middle infield. That's kind of one one spot sorted out. We're still needing third, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen one more infielder come in, second or third, like you said, to, to fill a hole. Um, we'll see. A left-handed back, too. I wouldn't mind seeing a left-handed back coming in, too, that can maybe play that position, but I guess everybody wants the same thing as well, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's that's the only thing with um, Espinal, um, you know, is slightly against him that he's he's not left-handed. Because uh, yeah. I, I think he played at third base. I think defensively he was really strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, no point, really liked him. Like with guys like that, like, will they be able to come in and play every day like that? Like he, he didn't play every day, you know, but when he did come in, he was great. He did a great job defensively, yeah. Um, it's again, again, like kind of young guys, like you see them, like they, they maybe are good defensively, but it's not easy to get hits in the big leagues, you know. It's tough. We'll talk about the CBA in a minute, but 
let's assume that the season is happening next year. How, yeah, how, how are you feeling about that? Are you, are you are you liking the how things are sort of falling into place a little bit in terms? Of, I mean, the yeah. team is pretty stable, but um, yeah, um, for the main part, I mean, look at we're we're talking about second and third base relief. We could probably do with something in relief as well. Um, other than that, the, and the team is pretty much set. I mean, you could you could probably pick your team right now. You're starting guys right now. Like I said, minus second or third. Um, and relief a little bit, but you could probably pick your starting team right now, um, which is a nice luxury to have. Um, there's always going to be additions coming in, but yeah, I'm, I'm pre- if we can get one more infielder in there, a good good infielder, um, be pretty happy with that. Um, we'll see what happens. Everybody else is strengthening as well, though, so you know you've got. They're all vying for the same thing, aren't they? It's uh... so yeah, that's it. Um, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens after the lockout. And, and how do you feel about Charlie? What, where, do, do you like? Do you I, like him? I like him? I know he gets bashed all the time, but I like the guy. I think the players like him. I, you know what? They all say, oh, he's too soft, he's too soft. But I guarantee if something needs to be said, he says it in the locker room. He's not going to come out in the press and, you know, have a go at them. Good coaches do that in the locker room. They don't, they don't air it out in the press and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, and... Yeah, I'm not for bashing Charlie at all. I like him. I think he's done a good job. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping he stays for a bit longer anyway. Clearly, he's going to start the season, isn't he? I think I think the only thing for me would be is if if things didn't go quite as planned early doors, whether there might be some some question marks there. Yeah, but you you certainly got some passion in Pete Walker alongside him. Oh yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, and online you see so much bashing for him. Like, there's a reason that pictures from other teams talk about how great Pete Walker is mm. like, they don't have to do that They'll look at the guys that he just tinkers one little thing and back to the top of the game you know yeah no absolutely yeah. so CBA yeah where do you think it's going to land do you think it's going to get sorted I don't know I really don't know I really don't know I would hope so but there's no guarantee is there you never know you know everyone's the best owners aren't the best players aren't the best they're all going to fight for each other and see what happens. Hopefully they can come to some kind of middle ground and, and get it agreed soon, just so we have some baseball to look forward to. Um, the good thing is there's still, still a good bit of time away, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They seem a long way apart. The yeah, that's, that that's, that, yeah, that's not... That's, there's a lot yeah, of... It's not one little thing they can say, you know what, we'll give you this if you give us that, and that's it. It's Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a good bit apart right now, so... That they are. Um, I mean, it's really weird with you sort of saying your first memories of '93. My mine was in '94, um, and I've said before that it was just four days before the last strike. So it's really weird to think all these years since then. This is the first time they're back in this position. Um, it's, it's extraordinary, really, and and I'm not quite sure how it's gonna how it's gonna play out. I. There's part, the part, there's part of me sort of, you know, head in sand thinking it's not happening and it, it will all be fine. And then there's another, but there's another part of me thinks, geez, this really could mean that we don't have baseball yeah, next year. Yeah. Uh, or certainly part of the year. When, when the first one happened in 94 time, my two aunts in, in Canada would watch every game. And they said after that, you know, they checked the score, but they never really watched too many games again after that. They kind of fell in love with baseball. Um, and a lot, like speaking to a lot of my family, they all said maybe not them, but guys that they work with or or whatnot used to always go to games. And after that season, they just kind of like you know, 
I'm done with it. I'll, I'll go to a game, I'll watch a game here or there, but I won't be as fanatical as I used to be about it, uh, which is a shame. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for, for fans of every team in every city. Um, you know, baseball probably compared to the other three uh, sort of North American sports is the one that seems to be struggling more in terms of retaining yeah. a younger fan yeah. base and stuff. And, all, and and I think, you know, this is just going against everything that we'd want yeah. for the game. If, if you've got casual fans, this is where you fall off. If you have fans who love the game, like we do, obviously, like we're going to go back to it as soon as it's back, we're going to be watching games. But if you've got casual fans who, oh, the game's on, go watch it. If the game's up there, like, Oh, well, no big loss. I'll watch something else. Whereas we're like, I can't wait for baseball to come back, you know? Um, yeah, it's probably not good for, for the fan base. Um, you were saying about it, baseball's probably the game who, who is losing fans the most, but I know they want to speed up and all that, but the thing I love about baseball is it, it, it takes long. I love knowing that I've got three hours to sit and watch a game, three and a half hours. It's the best. I hate, like, when when you're watching the football, you're like, ah, oh, it's only it's only ten minutes left. I know that the, like a baseball game, I've got hours to watch it, or maybe I've got two games to watch. Even better, I'll be there all Saturday night. Awesome. Um, that's the thing. I, love. I know it, it takes a lot of people away from it, but that's the thing I love about it. That it's still the same as it was years and years ago, and I know that I've got three and a half hours of baseball to sit and watch. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that was one of the things that drew me into loving the game was was that whole game day experience uh you know as you say that that relaxed family atmosphere uh you don't literally have to watch every moment of the game but you know it's about being with your friends being with your buddies having a beer enjoying a good day out that's it yeah it is it's it's an all-day event it's not a you know you are you coming from work and the the game's on like oh that's great i've still a couple hours left to watch you come from work, football's on, I'm like, oh, I've already missed half of it. There's only like 20 minutes left or something. You kind of feel a bit bummed about it, but at least with the baseball, you know that there's still going to be plenty of action going on or plenty to see anyway. You've still got half a game to watch, a good hour and a half, two hours to watch maybe. Um, I noticed even at games um, over there, you know, we're, we're there, I'm there. Like as soon as the gates open, I'm, I'm going in there just, you know, we only get to a few games a year, so I want to make sure I get the most of it. So I'm in as soon as the gates open. But there's guys coming with suits, like wearing their suits, just just out of work, and they've already missed maybe like five innings. But they'll come with their friends, have a beer, watch the last few innings, then off the go again. Great. You wouldn't you wouldn't do that at a football game here, you know? No, absolutely not. No, De- t- totally different fan base. But it is a game. It is a game that we yeah. love. Uh, the thing about fan base too, like like I said, I've seen the Jays in Tampa, I've seen them in uh, Baltimore, Boston, and I've always got my Jays jersey on. And there's never any problems. It's it's always a good laugh and a joke. Um, you know, sat with Baltimore fans, the J score, I'm up on my feet. Yes. They're like, ah, sit down, woo. But it's a laugh and a joke. There's no issues at all. Um, just fun games, you know. No one no one's gonna give you a hard time for cheering for your team. You know, as long as you're respectful, you're not, you know, being a jerk about it, but everyone's going to just let you have your bit of time and, you know, they're going to score a run, they're going to give you a bit of stick too, but it's fine. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You can't do that, you can't do that over here at the football and stuff. You know, <laughs> you get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. No, I think uh, having been in um, a fairly volatile football match when many, many years ago when Bournemouth were playing Leeds, and um, this was back in 87, so that's how long ago it was. Uh, Leeds had to win. So it was the old Division 2. Leeds had to win to go up to be promoted to Division 1. We had to win to stay from up from relegation. And and Leeds actually won the match. And it was on the Maybank holiday weekend. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah. crazy scenes yeah. afterwards. Oh. Just You just don't see that in, in baseball. It's, it's, yeah, it's a completely different atmosphere. And it's still, there's still passion for your team, but it's, it's just yeah, a bit different, a bit safer probably. 7 p.m. first pitch in Toronto. Midnight first pitch in London. We're Blue Jays fans UK. And we stay up late. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays. Brilliant, Ross. Uh, really cool chatting with you. Uh, so many uh, things that you brought to us tonight. That's fantastic. I want to I sort of close our time, as I've done with everybody else, is just throw my little top 10 at you and just, uh, you know, just the top of your heads. Don't have to think about it too much. Um, so 2021, who, who is your favourite player from the season? Offence or defence? Doesn't matter. Simeon's defence is something else. Um, I really like seeing Alec Manoa pitch as well, though. I really, really, really like him. Yeah. Big, strong guy, but, you know, just pounds in the zone, doesn't mess around, just gets in there, does the business. Yeah, I'm hoping that he stays fit and, yeah, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. He was an amazing debutant. Uh, I think, I think you know, with, with Nate Pearson the previous season, there was, again, the same sort of hype. Didn't quite reach the same level with, but with Alec, he, he just like... Uh, Davies at, Davies at Yankee Stadium, wasn't it? Uh, I think he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Like he, he, he pitched like he'd been there a million times, like nothing. Like, like you're, you're making David Yankee Stadium. That's crazy. No problem. There was a lot of um, footage, wasn't there, of his family who were all going crazy, particularly his mum, I seem to remember. Yeah, he's, he's one. Of, yeah, I like, I'm confident I'm on the mound. Yeah, I like him. It's nice to have uh, some variety away from Vladdy because obviously Vladdy is, you know, everybody's given. I, but, that's uh, a monster. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But yeah, I'm, I love seeing defensive plays, though, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, short stopping usually. That's what it is. And and who would your favourite Jays player be of all time? Oh you... man, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I love John Allred. Okay. Don't yeah. know why. Just always like John. Yeah, always like John yeah. Allred. Don't know why, but I liked him a lot. Um, okay. I like Ricky Romero. Um, Doc was obviously phenomenal. Uh, Batista, they're the guys that everybody kind of likes. I always like that Devin Travis too. I know he got a rough time, but I always like Devin Travis. Felt so sorry for him. Uh, injuries just just killed him, you know. Um, yeah, there's probably loads of other guys I can. As soon as I end this call, I'm like, ah, I wish I'd said him. I forgot forgotten but, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably John Allred. Don't know why, but I liked him a lot. Yeah. Favorite non Jays player. Uh. Right now, I'm watching Jose Iglesias. Uh, other than that, I mean, I've seen Bryce Harper. He's an absolute monster. Um, I, I've been really lucky. I've seen Ken Griffey Jr. I was super lucky to see him at uh, Roger Center, well, Skydome at the time. Uh, I've seen Sammy Sosa play. Uh, I've been super lucky just at the time, just got a ticket for a game, and I'm like, oh, wow. He played that game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Bryce Harper, maybe. 
Bryce Harper defensively, Jose Iglesias. Lovely. I could watch his highlights all day long. Your favourite ballpark away from Skydown? Camden Yards. Ooh, okay. I love Camden Yards. A lot of people say that it's it's a good ballpark. I mean, it's it's a it's a newish ballpark, isn't it? But it but they've sort of adopted the the warehouse and absolutely beautiful. Um, I love Fenway. I've been to Wrigley. I didn't like Wrigley all that much. And, you know, people are going to say it's historic. It, it is. It's. I'm so glad I went to it, but it wasn't comfortable. I had great seats, and it, <laughs> it was just yeah, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't a great view, um, but yeah, Camden Yards, um, Washington's beautiful ballpark too. So is um, so is Cincinnati's. I love Cincinnati's ballpark too. Really nice, a great American ballpark. It was really, a beautiful view of the river, stunning. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go Camden Yards. Camden Yards, good shout. Um, your favorite baseball food when you're at a game? Peanuts. Oh, okay. Peanuts, peanuts and a beer, and I'm good. Peanuts. Oh, the next question was what? What would you have with your food? But uh, yeah, a beer, beer and peanuts, eh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say no to a hot dog, but you know, my my I go always go with my cousin when I'm over there, and he just absolutely kills every food truck there is. Just goes around the whole. <laughs> them. I don't think he sees any game. He just goes around all the. Me, my two cousins go, and I'm like I'm like you know I've eaten Paul. He's like, oh yeah, I've already had dinner too. Um, we're looking at you like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. Hot dogs, steak sandwiches. He comes back to him and say, we're another steak sandwich, another fries. I'm like, dude, settle down. He's like, I'm getting my money's worth. Oh, okay. Yeah, hot dog, a beer and some peanuts and I'll be good. Peanuts, excellent. Good stuff. Uh, day game or night game? Oh, that's a tough one. Night game. Why? Now it depends. A night game when the roof's open at Rogers, or a night game um, at a nice ballpark or a nice view. Just seeing the city lights behind it, like Camden Yards, you see a really good bit of the city with the, the skyscrapers all up. Um, although, yeah, there's there's nothing like an afternoon at the ballpark as well. Actually, <laughs> I don't care anytime. As long as I'm at my ballpark, I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. But leaning towards the night game, that's fine. Yeah. Um, your favorite Jay's jersey colour? Blue. Royal blue. Okay. Yeah. It, interesting, you've got a black and a grey one hanging up behind you. I do, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I the black one is a Batista one. Uh in fact, they're both Batista ones actually. But I only bought the grey one because I was going to spring training. I thought, I'm going to get some jersey signed and I got it for like 20 bucks. I was like, that'll do it. I didn't want to, I've got my own ones that I wear at games. I wasn't going to get them signed because I like to wear them. I thought, I'm just going to buy one that I'll just put up on the wall if I get signed. So I didn't mind. And if I didn't get any signed, I didn't mind wasting 20 bucks on a jersey. That's fine. So yeah, blue for me. Blue for me. A lot of people like the road grey. I, I do like the road grey too. I've got a road grey one I wear as well. But actually, you know what? The red Canada jersey one. Canada jersey. I, I was never a fan of it. But I got one recently. I got a uh, Ryan Tapera. He wore it a game, game one one. Um, it's not signed. I just I got that, and I got a I got a toy postseason one. It's worn as well. Game, and the red. I didn't like it until I opened up. I was like, actually, that's pretty nice. The red one's it's a bit more. My daughter's got a two day red jersey, 
uh, which Sandy and Mike got for them when 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 they were out there. Uh, got for her, and uh, yeah, they do look very smart. But we've just played we've played absolute trash in them. So I think they've they've gone. Favorite baseball jersey number? Number four. That's my number. My number. That's the only reason. Only reason. It's the number I've worn since I, I played basketball as a kid growing up. Um, Cobbin, country and stuff like that. So it was always number four. Um, that's the number I wore when I signed to play for Aberdeen. That's the number I wore everywhere as number four. Um, so my jerseys are number four as well. And is there any significance behind four? Or was it just that was the first number you ever was given? the number in? I wore when I, when I first played high school basketball and for my club. Um, I think uh, me and my best friend, my best friend plays pro basketball. It's his jersey behind me there, the Scotland one there. Um, he's he's played great better than him. Um, we were the kind of smallest guys on our team. We were the youngest two and we were the smallest two. So four and five what we got. I got four, he got five and that was it, yeah. I've stuck me ever since, yeah. 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 I was just trying to think off the top of my head, any Jays players that have had four that are notable? Bench coaches. I've, I looked at one or two and it was bench coaches. That's all it was. The only ones I've seen were bench coaches, yeah. Right. So. Okay. May, that time is to come, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just finally, uh, roof open or roof closed? Roof open. Roof open. Seeing the CN Tower right there. Yeah, it's a great ballpark when the roof's open. Uh, you, you probably, like me, have seen games both with it open and yeah, with it closed. Yeah, don't get wrong. I'm glad we have a roof because it means that no matter what, you're going to get to see a game. Uh, unless it's leaking. That's happened once or twice before. But um, yeah, for the most part, you're guaranteed a game at least. And especially if you're visiting, we don't get to go to every game every day of the season. So you've got a, you know maybe a one-week window and if you're at a ballpark that's going to be raining, you might not get to see your game. Yeah, the game that, that we went to at uh, Fenway, uh, it did happen, but it had a massive rain delay in the middle of it, which the, the kids loved. They thought it was really exciting and, and stuff. But When was that? When, uh, <laughs> that would have been 2013. It was the opening game of the season that year. We happened to be in Boston. The game I was at when I met Kevin Parr and Devin Travis, rain delay to start the game off. And I was thinking, was it we at the same game? But yeah, we eventually did get played. But yeah, rain delay, I think for an hour and a half or something, two hours. Yeah, yeah. ours was mid-game. Uh, I kind oh. of, when it happened, they got to like the fifth inning or something. Uh, and then we had to wait an hour or so. Yeah. Because by the time they got back on, a lot of people had already dispersed. But we thought, we're not going anywhere. No. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll yeah. We've 4,000 miles to be here. We're going to see this damn game. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Ross, it's been brilliant chatting with you. Um, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much for spending some time. Um, yeah, well, thanks uh, for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, no, it's been it's been delightful. I, I think you know you again have brought just a completely different nuance to your fandom of, of the Jays and and, yeah. and particularly your passion in terms of collecting uh, memorabilia and and all those things and obviously the number of games that you've been to uh, as yeah. well. Uh, th- thank you so much for just sharing some of your stories and no hopefully problem. you being on will encourage a few more north of the border. I know I've got Dave McLaren lined up for next year, so he's going to he's gonna come on. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, as I say, this will be the last pod before uh, Christmas. Uh, so I just want to wish you all a very happy Christmas. Have a safe time and uh, we look forward to catching up with you all again in the new year. Take care now. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. 
If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>